is Celluloid Superheroes. My name is Rachel. I'm Melody. I'm Heather. And I'm Dennis. And today we're going to be talking about The Dark Knight from 2008. All right, Dennis, what do you have, have what have you got for us on that? So the Batman Batman the Dark Knight was released July 18th, 2008. The rating was PG-13 and it fell into the categories of action, crime, and thriller. Some of the taglines from the movie were why so serious? That was that was said by the Joker many times throughout the movie. And then another tagline was, out of the darkness comes the night. There was a, it was a runtime of 2 hours 32 minutes, and the synopsis is, the sequel to Batman Begins. The Dark Knight reunites director Christopher Nolan and star Christian Bale as Batman continues his war on crime. With the help of Lieutenant Jim Gordon and District Attorney Harvey Dent, Batman tries to help Gotham for the good by destroying organized crime. The trio proves effective. But soon they find themselves prey to a rising criminal mastermind known as the Joker, who thrusts Gotham into anarchy, forcing Batman closer to closer to stepping over the line between hero and vigilante. This was directed by Christopher Nolan, and some of the writing credits go to Jonathan Nolan for screenplay, Christopher Nolan for screenplay, Christopher Nolan for story, David S. Goyer for story, and Bob Kane for characters. So the production cost. Was the budget was 185 million? That's estimated by IMDb. Uh, opening weekend, it grossed 158 million four hundred eleven thousand four hundred eighty-three dollars, and the gross U.S. overall was 534 million eight hundred fifty-eight thousand four hundred forty-four dollars as of July 19th, 2012. Cumulative worldwide gross was one billion four million five hundred fifty-eight thousand. $444, and that's of, as of July 19th, 2012 as well. That's a lot. Yeah, it was very successful. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I see that, especially when I was looking this up, there was a lot of people that were criticizing that, oh, the length of the movie, it's not going to be as popular because it's just way too long. What do you guys think about that? Oh, I would sit through that movie any day, any, like all day, any day. I just This is my favorite movie. I'm so biased. <laughs> I thought it was very long like incredibly wrong long not wrong well maybe a little wrong too um yeah i actually agree with some people i thought it was kind of too long yeah so i would agree that it was a very long movie but i think it kept you at the edge of the seat uh just a quick review that we got from owen gleiberman from entertainment weekly he said at two hours and 32 minutes this is almost too much movie but is malicious careening zest all its own it's a ride for the gut and the brain. So I think what he's saying was it may have been two hours and 32 minutes, but you might have to go back and rewatch it a couple times just due to the fact that there is so much in this that it's going to take a little bit of time to digest it. I mean, I think the whole movie is engaging throughout that there's not really a time that you're like, wow, this feels like a really long movie. I think it just keeps going and it's just so action packed and there's just so much you have to think about. I just, I really enjoy this movie, so I have no problem with the length. I think it could have been maybe split up into two movies i don't know i think i would have liked it more i mean i liked it i just think they could have kept my attention i guess because there were some times when i was like okay is this really still going there's still two hours left in the movie how is that possible or maybe not two hours that would have been a half hour in but like an after like an hour and a half i think i was kind of like all right just wrap it up so i think maybe splitting it up or i don't know there was a lot that was in it, so I don't know if they could have cut stuff out. That's why I think maybe breaking it up into two movies would have been nice. What about like a like a TV show 
sort of thing. Do you think they could have done, they could have split it up in half-hour segments to make like a TV show with an ongoing story? Um, in 2008 when it came out, I feel like that wasn't like the limited series thing. That wasn't so much of a thing. I think now, if they were like, oh, we're gonna release a Batman limited series it's going to be six episodes whatever i think that would be like super successful people would be really into that but i feel like 2008 the streaming like wasn't as big of a thing and i think that's kind of the platform for a limited series right yeah like netflix or hulu or other streaming services like that didn't netflix come out in 2008 i have no idea that's a good question don't remember I don't know when they came out with their (laughs) streaming thing either, because I know they started with their mailing the DVDs. Oh, Oh, yeah, (laughs) definitely. Blockbuster um, was a competitor of that. I think Blockbuster did try to make its own streaming service, but it didn't really work out (laughs) that well. Rest in peace, Blockbuster. (laughs) Always in our hearts. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I think looking at it as a series could be potential issue because it is such a captivating moments in the time I don't know that there is exactly a point where you could cut it I mean I guess you could do it at the magic trick where he makes the pencil disappear <laughs> but I, I wouldn't cut it just like tune in next week to find out <laughs> tune in next week to find out if this magic trick actually works but <laughs> Batman uh or the Dark Knight Rises. I keep wanting to say Batman Begins. That's a whole different That's movie. the first one. Also yeah. good. So I, I kind of want to hit, now that we're on the topic of age, <laughs> Heath Ledger, the Joker. Love him. He actually passed away at the age of 28. So he was, wow. a, he was a young man when he passed yeah. away. Well, how I, old was he when this movie, when he was the Joker? He would have been 28. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Yeah. Twenty-eight. Yeah. He looks so old as the Joker. I would have had no idea. The makeup. Yeah. 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 So I feel like the parents of this role really took a toll on him too. Yeah. I'm just kind of wondering your thoughts on like how basically he's known as the best actor in this entire movie. (laughs) How his age may have affected this, as well as just how his persona helped the Joker character become the best part of the movie because I don't really think there's anybody out there that could say hey the Joker wasn't great they may say it wasn't the best part but there's no way to say he wasn't great I'm gonna have to agree that he did a great job like as the Joker because from what I've heard that the way he prepared for it was just getting his mindset really into being as demonic and and tricky as the Joker was, uh, there's better words to use than that, but he like really brought it into himself. It's it's like how Jack Nicholson gets into his parts too. He just starts going absolutely insane. He was a good Joker too. I don't think I've seen uh, a t- a Batman. <laughs> yeah, he was he was a good Joker, but I will stand by that Heath Ledger is the best Joker. Yeah, yeah. I'm, but I'm Jack agree. Nicholson was also a good Joker. Jack Nicholson was also one of the kings of like crazy parts but definitely i think if heath ledger was still alive he would definitely do excellent job i thought they were going to make another batman movie in 2020 or something if heath ledger was still alive i know they were talking about it i don't remember offhand though um that was just something i heard a few years ago (laughs) it was a while back yeah i would agree i mean i think heath ledger kind of does take these crazy roles i mean just 
looking at the titles that he's been in. He's been in Monsters Ball from 2002. He was in the Brothers Grimm from 2005. So he's also been in Batman. So, I mean, you look at those stories, they're all a little demented yeah. and twisted. <laughs> and definitely. Fit Heath Ledger's style. we should transition here huh yeah <laughs> I, i'm not sure i mean i guess we can go from our evil villain over to the hero slash vigilante um, yeah good good, good move so uh, batman and bruce wayne who's the actor was christian bale kind of sad he left us but he's been in a couple different movies just to kind of update everybody he was in treasure island in 1990 as well as the fighter in 2010 American Hustle in 2013, and then he starred in all three Batman movies. Uh, for Batman Begins, it was in 05, Batman the Dark Knight was in 08, and then the most recent one in this trilogy was Batman the Dark Knight Rises in 2012. So I'm just kind of wondering how maybe Christian Bale adds up to Heath Ledger. Did he put on as good of a performance as Heath Ledger, or did he lack? Because, I mean, last time we talked about how we thought Tobey Maguire kind of mm -hmm. picked it up after a while. But Christian Bale had a lot of expectations coming in. Did he reach those or did he miss it? Um, I think of the three movies, his best performance is in The Dark Knight. Like, it kind of, in the third one, it's a good movie still, but it, it all kind of gets lost in, like, the weird kind of of the story and, like, the plot twists they try to do. And I feel like the peak of his acting was in the second one because it was, like, really psychological with, like, fighting the Joker and, like, trying to preserve, like, Harvey Dent as, like, the hero when he was, you know, became Two-Face and, like, all that kind of stuff. So I feel like just acting-wise, The Dark Knight was, like, peak for Christian Bale. Yeah, well, I think, and maybe this is just Batman as a character, but, like, if we're comparing him to the Joker, I don't know. I think maybe it's just the voice. I think that gets me, it almost sounds kind of gimmicky with his, like, It is kind of corny. Yeah, it just, I couldn't get past that, really. So I think comparing, there's just, like, not even a comparison because you see the Joker and, like, Obviously, that is kind of just his entire character is kind of a gimmick, basically, but it doesn't really seem like it. It just kind of seems like this really disturbed person. And I think, and that's probably partly because of Heath Ledger and the way he acted the role. And I don't know if this is because of Christian Bale. I've never seen any other Batman. So I think the voice was just something that I couldn't really get past, that I didn't love Batman as a character in this movie. Or, yeah. I mean, I would, I would, I would, I could see both sides for Christian Bale. I think he did a great job in the first and the third. Because I mean, pretty much without Christian Bale, I wouldn't have really cared for the movies. But being that Heath Ledger had such a big role in this, I think it really shadowed and made Christian Bale going back into the shadow, kind of like yeah. Batman. So that's kind of ironic <laughs> for him. But just to kind of a <laughs> little bit of talking about, so somebody from Empire named Mark. Dinning or dining? I don't know. Mark, give me a call if Mark you. Mark from Empire. Yeah, Mark from Empire. If you want to give me a call, if you listen to this, tell me how to say your <laughs> last name. Can you can. Name. But he said Ledger's performance is monumental, but The Dark Knight lives up to it. Nolan cements his position as Hollywood premieres purveyor of blockbuster smarts, and the Bat Bike is kind of cool too. <laughs> I mean, of the Batman's, Chris Christian Bale is my favorite Batman. Like of all the Batman's. So I just, this whole trilogy is just my favorite Batman of all the Batmans. Just ca all the character-wise, all the story-wise, Dark Knight trilogy is good. Is this, do you think this is 
the best movie of the Dark Knight trilogy? The Dark Knight is definitely the best movie of the three. Like, hands down. I can't even argue the other two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so getting back to some of the characters, we have Harvey Dent, who is Aaron Eckhart. Actually, that's the actor. I guess Harvey Dent isn't Aaron Eckhart, <laughs> but Aaron Eckhart is Harvey Dent. Uh, he's played in a couple different movies. Uh, Sully from 2016, Olympus Has Fallen from 2013, and The Wicker Man from 2006. Uh, another character we had was Alfred. Everybody loves Alfred. Mm-hmm. He's at the ripe old age of 85, and his name is Michael Caine. Don't come after me, Michael, because you probably still could kick my butt. But he starred in Batman Begins, The Batman The Dark Knight, and the and Batman The Dark Knight Rises. Then he was also in Inception in 2010, and Jaws the Revenge in 1987. So he spanned quite a bit at the time. Just a couple other main characters. Uh, Gordon, so the lieutenant. Gary Oldman, he's at age 60, so he's a little bit up there in age as well. And then Lucius Fox, of course, Morgan Freeman. And he's still looking young. That's all I'm going to say about him. And then we have Scarecrow, who was Cillian Murphy. Um, so one of the main things that I'm kind of taking away from looking at their ages is that they are a little bit of an older group of guys in the supporting cast. Uh, do we think that maybe helped Heath Ledger, being that he was so young, be a better actor? Same with Christian Bale, because, I mean, Christian Bale was, he's 44 today, but let's see if I can do math. Today, it's 2018, 2008, 10 years, so he was 34 at that point in time. I mean, it's a lot of big-name actors, so I don't know if it's necessarily the age. It was just, like, the level of talent that all those actors had. Because, I mean, you say Morgan Freeman, everyone knows who Morgan Freeman is. Mm -hmm. Like, you just know the voice. And I would say same with Michael Caine. Like, a lot of people know who he is. So I just feel like the level of actors, even if it wasn't their age, it was just, like, that level of talent definitely helped probably push him to be the best he could be. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. There's a reason that they are older actors, because typically after the age, let's say, 30 at most, a lot of actors just fall out of the scene because they're just too old. But I think in definitely this case that being the older actors and being able to perform in the movie definitely helped them just secure the role and make the movie Yeah. Yeah, I think I could agree with that. I mean you got God's voice as Lucius yeah. Cox. <laughs> so Which is kind of ironic because like the last scene where he's kind of like with all yeah, the all-seeing kind of thing. So, I mean, yeah, little like, constant circle. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of funny. We got the vigilante in there. We don't know if he's a hero or not. Then you got crazy nutso Joker. And then you got Morgan Freeman, who's always looked at as God. He didn't play the role of God. But, I mean, there was a couple different scenes in here where you kind of get, like, the feeling that this is all crazy and this is all nuts. I mean, I think one of my favorite scenes coming out of this movie was when Heath Ledger blew up the hospital. And he just walked away in the nurse's outfit like nobody knew who he was. Yeah, that is a good scene. Yeah. Because he, like, the button that. It's, like, kind of comedic, but it's also kind of like, oh, my God. Yeah. Blew up the hospital. Yeah, and he's just, like, skipping away. You're just kind of like, oh, my gosh, he really is crazy. (laughs) It it gives you a really good idea of just, like, how demented the Joker is, I believe. And that scene. Yeah. Okay, so I kind of want to touch on one more thing out of the movie itself, out of the scenes. Uh, So, the Scarecrow. He kind of comes out of nowhere at the end, but he's never used in the trilogy after two. So He's in the third one as well, actually. Is he? Yeah, it's in the, it's like the trial part where like, Bane has like taken over the city, so like the criminals are kind of running the city because he like released them all from jail. 
and like there's like the trial where they're like are you gonna be banished are you gonna be killed and he's kind of like the judge of that so he it's had for like five minutes not even a minor yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's really only in the first movie yeah he had such a small role that like i'm kind of surprised that they didn't really maybe bring back a fourth movie on this because they had you had your first movie with scarecrow in it then you brought back the joker then you brought in bane the penguin would have been the next one probably or like scarecrow and they kind of never capitalized i feel on scarecrow as much as they could have like they did with the joker and i think they could have brought him back as a group yeah because like in the first movie the scarecrow is just kind of like a pawn in like the whole thing so he doesn't really get his like shining moment and then in the second one he's really only there for like five minutes again he's just kind of the like set up for some more issues that are going on and then in the third one he's only there again for like five minutes and i i really like the actor i really like the character scarecrow i think he could have been used more too what if they made a villain movie I would watch it. I know. <laughs> well, I uh, when this movie sold. <laughs> when when I, I remember when the Dark Knight Rises came out, people were talking about you know, for the next movie or for the sequel, what they should do is take the Joker's point of view, make that into a movie, use that with all the supervillains, and just put that out there because you know people would eat that up like candy. I think maybe that was the thought behind Suicide Squad, but they kind of... they picked the cast. They, yeah, until they picked that cast, <laughs> and then they kind of lost it in the cutscenes. I think that's what their goal was, but I don't oh, know okay. if that's where they were going. I think it would be much better if Heath... Obviously, if Heath Ledger was a part of it. Of course. But if it would have came out right after, I agree, would yeah. come out with his view. I mean, I don't know if anyone else thinks about this sometimes, but have you ever wondered, like, if Heath, had, Heath Ledger hadn't have died, like... How would have the Dark Knight trilogy like progressed? Like, would he came back in the third movie? Like, would they have made more than three movies because that was such a successful thing for them? I bet. Like, how would have that have played into like it the future of it? Like the Spider-Man series, they came out with like four movies, five movies total. I don't remember offhand. I think only three for Tobey Maguire. Really? But then I thought Spider-Man four had also had Tobey Maguire. I think there's three Tobey Maguire, two with Andrew Garfield, and one with Tom Holland. Yeah. Okay. Right. We love you, Tom. I love <laughs> Tom. <Tana. laughs> <laughs> I just I the whole like thinking about the like the, the psych the psych I can't say it, the psychology behind it. There's just like so many things that you just kind of like think about like what would you do in this position like with the boats on like the river and they're just like you have to blow each other up and then everyone's like oh, oh my yeah. gosh what do we do like there's just so many instances like that in the movie where you just kind of like think. Yeah. And I think that's why I like it so much is because it's like so dramatic and involved and engaging that. It's just so fun to watch. Yeah, because villains, like, choices of, yeah. like, who to save come up so often with, like, the hospitals. They know that he's going to blow up a hospital, but they don't know which one. So they're like, okay, which hospital has the most people, which is the biggest one? And also, at the end with Rachel, not the end, probably the middle, with Rachel and Harvey, I thought it was the end. Um, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> with Rachel and Harvey and who he has to choose, like, who to save. Yeah. So I there's a lot of that, like, almost the joker with his little psychological torture is really nice or spider-man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when he has to choose between a bus full of children yeah. and or mary jane, mary jane. <laughs> oh take a mary jane every time <laughs> <laughs> who wants the bus full of children the bus full of children <laughs> but i think kind of we've been looking a lot at heath ledger and his psychological approach to the joker but i also think harvey dent is kind of a massacred man i mean he 
flips a coin to determine your fate. I mean, there's some shows that kind of have the same thing, like free beer and hot wings in the morning. They flip coins to decide the fate of people. But this is deciding life or death. And he's just sitting there flipping a coin, heads or tails, doesn't really matter to him. Live or die, he doesn't really care. He's going to shoot you depending on what his little coin says. So I think if we're going to look at something, we got we got a lot of issues with all of these people. Yeah, I agree. Also, the coin is heads on both sides. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's just scratched oh. on one side. Like, that's how we kind of determine. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. major Batman nerd. <laughs> so. I just, I think it's crazy, like, how he goes from being this, like, good example of, like, the future of Gotham. Like, they yeah. don't need the mask vigilante anymore. And then he loses his girlfriend, fiance, and then all of a sudden he just does not care about anything anymore, and he's all about revenge. And mm-hmm. just, like, that's another interesting thing to thing to think about is, like, at what point, like, are people bad or good, or, like, what point do they, you know, make the switch? That's, yeah. like, the whole thing with, like, the Joker. I almost, his Harvey Dent's transition was almost so dramatic that, like, I almost kind of didn't buy it. Like, he was, like, he was the, I don't know, shining person for Gotham. Like, he was who everyone looked up to. He was the one who was going to save Gotham. He was the hero. I can't do that. The hero Gotham needed. And so, and then, like, yes, it was this huge tragedy. This really awful thing happened to him. And also, I don't want to talk about the fact that his, like, nerves were exposed and there was no, like, tape or bandages on it, which is unbelievable. But anyways, other than that, it it was just (laughs) just a little bit. Like, some infection might have been happening. Have you ever thought of that? But anyways... (laughs) Um, the switch happens, like, it seems so fast that, like, all of a sudden he was like, oh, I'm going to kill the lieutenant's family. It just didn't seem, I don't know, it didn't really connect. Like, I guess I couldn't see someone making that dramatic, drastic of a switch so quickly. But maybe. I'm going to go ahead and switch over to the ratings and kind of get <laughs> where we are all at uh, with this movie and kind of wrap it up. But I just want to kind of go around before I give you the ratings from I am and Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes kind of see where we all sit with this movie so I'll let somebody else start first and then I'll end with the ratings okay so are we rating at scale 1 to 10 yes please (laughs) okay um I will give it probably a 8 I think an 8 um it was really good it was interesting I just thought a little bit long uh, disclaimer: This is like my favorite movie. Like, so I'm I'm a ten. I j- I really love it. I really enjoy it. I've liked it from the first time I've seen it. The Joker used to freak me out a lot. I hated clowns, and I got <laughs> over it because I've watched it so many times. I just kind of like became desensitized to it. I guess <laughs> I've literally seen it so many times. Like, I can do the whole the whole movie for you, like just out loud. <laughs> so I, ten. <laughs> I, I guess yeah, solid seven or eight. It's Yeah, I think, personally, I would go with probably an 11 out of 10 if that's possible. I I was going to say that, but I was like, is that too extra? Well, (laughs) I guess not in this case. Somebody's got to be extra. Okay, (laughs) you got it. So from IMDb, it was a 9.0 out of 10. So they gave it a 9. That's pretty good. Yeah. So they're doing well there. Uh, Metacritic gave it an 82 out of 100. So that's an 8.2 for all you non-math nerds out there. But for Rotten Tomatoes, they also gave them an 87%, so that kind of mirrors the... Uh, the Almost the 9. Yeah, yeah so we're in the 8 eight. to 9 range for this movie. 
But I also think that the the first one, the nine out of ten, is maybe the best one because there was over a million reviews of this with different ratings. So I think that's quite a bit of people, in my opinion, uh, to rate this. So I think I think it's probably closer to the nine range. I'm not sure what Metacritic was doing, but apparently they don't know how to rate a movie. Oh, they weren't watching the same movie we were apparently. <laughs> the other one was edited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was only an hour and a half. They took out a whole hour. <laughs> yeah, there's no Heath Ledger in it. <laughs> Batman, but without Heath Ledger, that would be just Batman running around Gotham. I know. Little bike. Probably whatever he does. Little bike. <laughs> all right, and that is all we have for celluloid superheroes. And next time, tune in to hear us talk about Deadpool, movie from 2016, not the show. All right, signing out. I'll see you guys later. Thank you.